0: Good morning, this is Sister Peter coming to you from the ill the Advent Elder Library, and today we're on page 70 of Marvelous Mercy, The Shocking Truth About the Mercy of God by Robert E. Henson. An Old Testament illustration of mercy. We have briefly considered in an earlier chapter some of the grievous sins of King David. Let us now read God's reprimand to David through Nathan the prophet in 2 Samuel 12, 9-13. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord, to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, And I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the sun. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. King David had committed two capital offenses, adultery and murder, for which there was no provision in the Mosaic law for forgiveness. Yet, David was forgiven right on the spot. This was so even though there was no sacrifice prescribed or afforded for such sins. How could this be? Was it because David was the king? Was he God's pet? Was God shown partiality? The answer to these questions is a firm no. Remember that David repented immediately upon being confronted by the prophet Nathan. He did not deny his sins or try to cover them up. He did not turn on the man of God and execute him as his kingly prerogative could have permitted. He confessed his sins and openly repented of them. His stirring prayer of repentance is found in Psalms 51. O God, as thou art kind, have mercy upon me. In thy vast pity, wipe out my offenses. Wash me from every stain of guilt and purge me from my sin. Hide thy face from my sins and wipe out all my guilt. Created me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Banish me not from thy presence. Deprive me not of of thy sacred spirit. Gladden me with thy saving aid again, and give me a willing spirit as my strength. But there was something more. Five years before, David had dealt with a person who was in line to be executed. Right on the spot, David had pardoned him. This story is told in 2 Samuel 9, 6 and 7. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Mephibosheth was a member of a family that had become traitors to King David. Ishabeth. Beth. Saul's son, and numerous other family members had tried to resist King David from ruling over Israel. The practice in Israel in reference to traitors was as follows, execute the traitor, execute all the members of the traitor's family, confiscate all their family's properties, and surrender the confiscated properties to the personal possession of the reigning king. When Mephibosheth was led to King David, he was very afraid. However, David showed mercy by sparing Mephibosheth's life. Not only did David do that, he also restored all of Saul's family's property to Mephibosheth. David extended himself even more toward this seemingly doomed man. He provided Mephibosheth with a daily seat at the king's dinner table. It was literally a mercy seat. Little did David realize when he spared and restored Mephibosheth that just five years down the road, he was going to need mercy. God granted mercy to David because David was merciful to someone else who was in line to be executed. James 2.13 For the judgment will be merciless to the man who has shown no mercy, whereas the merciful life will triumph in the face of judgment. It is an eternal principle. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Isn't that wonderful to know that God will grant us that, that privilege, that if we're merciful and kind to others, that he's going to be merciful and kind to us. And we, we never know when we're going to need that mercy and that kindness. We never know. So it's a day by day. Walking carefully, circumstantially. we got to be careful. Oh, be careful little feet where you go. Oh, be careful little hands what you do. Careful little eyes what you see and ears what you hear. We've got to control as much as possible our surroundings. Because we want to... We want to be separated from the world and the fact that we want to be a light we want to be a light in this ever-growing darkness so christ in us the hope of glory today as we point other people to the cross just remember that was grace that was mercy jesus dying on the cross taking on our sins making a way for us his grace was making a way for us to repent making a way for us to be baptized in his precious name and filled with his spirit christ in me the hope of glory you know christ is living in us and we let him have dominion he will order our steps and help us he will help us to know what to say and what to do to help others amen we are blessed to be a blessing well god bless you today i love you help each one of you I hope this podcast is a blessing to you. Thank you so much. You have a great day. I love you. Bye-bye.